0: This week, The Last of Us Episode 2, Xbox Bethesda Showcase, PC games on sale, what we're playing, and our games of the week. This is Very Average Gaming. And welcome to episode 20, that is right, number 20 of Very Average Gaming. I'm Will Williams, and with me, my co-host every week, Joe Cotter.
1: What's going on, Will? Who would have thought we got this far?
0: I well, I know, right? It, it's kind of crazy,
1: but eh, just keep it going. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, put, they're putting up with us for 20 episodes now. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> so this week, right, so did you watch The Last of Us episode 2?
1: I did. It was amazing,
0: yes, yes, it was. So what were your thoughts?
1: I thought it was amazing. I thought it was done very well. The storyline for the episode was done really well. I liked some of the little changes they did from the game. So I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it, especially at the beginning of the episode that 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 was done really well,
0: yes, that was done really well. And then the scene where they're being attacked, yeah, attacked by the clickers, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that, that really gave you a feeling of despair and like claustrophobia because of how how enclosed they were and it, it, like how tight the the room they were in was. Yeah. So I thought it, I thought it was done really well.
0: Oh no, it was, it was done amazing. i I'm really looking forward to finishing out the season.
1: Oh yeah, they have so much more story to tell, and I can't wait to see what they do with it.
0: Yeah, I know. Would you, like, do you think season two should be? I mean, they approved season two, so
1: HBO announced that they they were approved for season two, which is great.
0: So, you, are your thoughts of that season two should kind of be the story for the Last of Us two?
1: I think that's what the the the, the developer, the showrunner, whatever I, I forget his name, is already saying. Is he's trying to think of ideas of how to incorporate it into the the current show? Okay, so. So that's already that's already in the works. So He's just trying to figure out how to go about it. I
0: hope what they do is you take season one is obviously the last of us. The the, the game it's you could tell it's almost spot on to the game. And then I think you do the second season as like one of those transition shows where like not it's like its own story. But it it like kind of like shows you what goes on between that and the second
1: game. Yeah.
0: And then if you get a season three, then you do the last of us part two.
1: Because in a and sense, they were, they were talking about also if they don't want to just willy nilly make a third one to fit the needs of the show. Yeah, they they said the only way they'll make a third game is if they come up with a good enough story to make it worthwhile making the game.
0: Well, you know, I I don't think they're going to make a third game. I. I uh,
1: I think with the show doing as well as it is, I think it's putting pressure on them, um, Naughty Dog, to make another one.
0: Yeah, but then they're but gonna, they, they're going to rush it, and then it's not going to be. Well, that's that's
1: the whole thing. Is he he said he goes, we're not just going to make a game to make a game. He said if the, if if the story is good enough, we'll make it. If, if if we can't come up with something that's good enough, we're not going to do it.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, you don't want to you don't want to ruin the franchise because you felt you were forced to make something that you really didn't want to.
1: But yeah, so far, I would say so far, my favorite part of the show has been both of the cold openings. Yes. I I did. They both of them. You, you there was no action. There was, you know, there was there was no you didn't see any any of the infected anything. It was just the way they told the story about what was going on. Yep. Just gave you that sense of dread and impending doom. And it's just it's. It's – without it being any kind of horror, it's just – it's suspenseful and creepy without there being anything going – you know, actually physically going on other than people talking in a room.
0: Oh, exactly. And, like, that's what I was going to say is that the – especially the second episode, the beginning without giving away what it – you know, what it entailed. It was kind of, like, really, like, creepy. Yeah, it Like, creepy and, like, in despair. It was very well done, like you said, without having to have any action or anything but a story to tell. They pulled it off very, very well to explain what's going on.
1: Exactly. They basically made it, made you understand that there's no hope without actually, you know, doing anything. Yes. So... So... The acting is just amazing so far, and I can't wait to see what they do
0: with it. Yo, yeah, me too. I, I, You know, the stories, obviously, if you played the game, you know the story already. So it's just a matter of, I guess, like how close it is to the book. If you were to, you know, if, like how you do with other movies. And we'll see. If, as long as they keep maintaining this quality of episodes, I think it's going to oh, be an awesome oh, show.
1: Oh, oh, 100% the production value is amazing.
0: So now enough with the success with these these PlayStation exclusives. Let's get into the uh, the Xbox, right? So this week, actually recently, I would say this came out like maybe a couple hours ago. Phil Spencer came out to, the, out to say that last year was not the best year for Xbox. In an interview with IGN, Spencer said, and I quote, Our commitment to our fans is that we need to have a steady release of great games that people can play on our platform. And we didn't do enough of that in 2022. There's no doubt. And fundamentally, that's on me. I'm the head of the business... He is, however, confident that 2023 will be a better year in this regard, and I, I agree. I, I've been calling this for the last like four weeks now that 2023 is going to be the year that Xbox puts their name on the map. Yeah, you know they they have the rights to all these these publishers and these exclusives are going to be coming out on the Game Pass, and I think that they're going to they're going to knock it out of the park this year, and I think Phil Spencer is confident with that regard too.
1: Absolutely, and and what what is good is he recognizes their shortcomings. Oh well, yeah. So to see to see him recognize what happened and is willing to move forward from it shows that they're wanting to improve, which bodes well for the gaming community. So,
0: yeah, that that's true. You know, you got to think. Last year they had one really big exclusive, and that was Halo Infinite, and that dropped an egg. You know, so he's hoping that this year they're going to just have all these games that are coming out exclusive to Xbox are going to be home runs, and I hope he's right. Yeah, yeah, we got to think during the 360 generation. Even though I want to say the the PlayStation Three had the better exclusives because The Last of Us and a couple of those other games, Xbox was right there with them though with Forza, and. Gears yeah. of War, the Gears series was actually really good during the 360 era. As was the yeah. as were the Halo games. They were all like they were, you know, staples.
1: Yeah, Halo, well Halo Halo 4, Halo Reach.
0: You know, and then they Always. came out with the Xbox 1 and it was like they they put I don't know if they just put all their money into trying to make a console, but like they just they crapped out on the games.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, they probably had some trials and tribulations along the way. Hopefully, going forward, we get a lot more uh, games out of them and or and and what I mean by that is i want I want I don't i'd rather I'd sacrifice more games for better quality games. That's true. Like if they come out with like if they come out with like six or eight or ten games this year, but they're all hits. I'd rather see that than 25, 30 games that are it.
0: Yeah, that that is true. You know, you know, well, you know, they also this week, earlier this week, right? So speaking of exclusive games to the Xbox, they had the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, developer showcase, yes. and I, the take they did this year was really good. I liked it. They had the developers. Come. It's kind of like they took the Nintendo approach of their like their indie whatever they call it. Yeah. And they had the developers come on and talk to you about the games that were being shown. And they showed f- what five games. One was a surprise game. And the developers went into it. So, you know, with the with the, the you know, they what did they went over Minecraft Legends.
1: Minecraft Legends, Forza yes.
0: Motorsport, Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush. Fi- which was the game that no one knew. It was like a surprise game that no one knew wasn't even in existence. The new Elder Scrolls online. And Redfall.
1: And all and all of them look amazing.
0: All of them look great. They're all expected to release this year. The only one that didn't have an exact release date was Forza. It okay. was originally supposed to be released this spring. But now it's only saying of 2023. Yeah. We'll see where that's coming. You know, we'll see where that is. But I know earlier in the week, Jeff Ke- yeah. Keighley announced that he thinks that it's going to be released sometime in June. So if that's the case, then they have a nice first half of the year set up for them here at Xbox.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mine- from what I saw from Minecraft Legends, that's, that's coming out on April 18th. That's going to be a multiplayer cooperative. And basically, you know, you build a base... And try to defend it from the attacking team, kind of deal. So that looks kind of interesting. I did like the way they went with the graphics. I wish the original Minecraft had those. Had that like, the, the it was more like the way the wind you know blew the grass and stuff like that. Look, like it like it looks re. It looks really good. Hopefully, one one day they can upgrade the original Minecraft to those graphics. It it, it makes the world more polished. And, and like interactive like it, you just feel more part of the world because like the foliage seems more real and all that. i like don't get me wrong i mean everybody loves the classic minecraft oh well you yeah know, design and, and you can, but and you can download hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of skin packs and stuff like that but it's still pretty cool
0: oh yeah definitely like, you're like so like what i took from minecraft legends is one they they said that there is going to be a Campaign, So that's either going to be single player or you could co-op with one person to do the campaign. Uh-huh. Which, as a player who doesn't really play online that much, I'm, I'm hoping that that's actually something engaging. Granted, this is going to be on Game Pass, so I'll be able to play it for my subscription, so I'm going to give it a try anyway. But what interested me the most was the, the online is 4v4 versus AI. So it's PvP ve, which... Is actually really interesting because there's actual enemies that attack both sides in the world. The world seemed to be procedurally generated. So every time you play a game online, it's going to be a different map, which I think is that's great. Um, They also said, what was it, that there's there's base building, Mm -hmm. action, there's collecting,
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: So it's like you have to kind of like, together with your team, and I guess hopefully use your mics to discern, to decide who's gonna do what, like who's gonna build the base, who's gonna help build weapons, who's going to go out and gather the resources and the the treasure chests that you could find out in the world, uh-huh. and work as a team to try and build up a, a fortified base so that the other team yeah. can't come in and
1: yeah, take you some, out. Of the def- some of the defenses I saw where they had traps. They had air defenses, they had walls, little pits and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and you can recruit the enemies from Minecraft to fight for you. Yes. Which is pretty cool, too.
1: So you can have a creeper go blow up their walls or whatever crazy stuff you got. I mean, they didn't really go into super detail, but it seemed like that was sort of where they were going.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's something I definitely will give it a try. I I do hope that the campaign is something worth playing and it's not just one of those, like, we're going to just add a campaign on it so we can say it's a single-player game. And we'll see from that. But it looks promising. Like you said, that comes out on April 18th, so that's only a couple months. and then So the next, next basically, what they were we're talking about was uh, they brought up was Forza Motorsport. And this... This game looks amazing.
1: Yes, well, the, I mean, they did say that the graphics engine for this game is more powerful than their last four games combined.
0: Yes, <laughs> so and they and they went into details about exactly what like minuscule details are graphically enhanced. So it was it was really it was a really good, interesting like look at, you know, the developers telling you, explaining everything that was going on. I know they said what it's going to start off with 500 cars available and over 800 upgrades at start. Yeah. And that is, that is nuts. Oh, it's 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 crazy. And there should be day and night cycles for in racing with all these different tracks. They added five new tracks. And what's pretty cool is the weather and the heat actually affect driving. So they were saying is like, as you drive and your tires heat up through a course, like through a lap, the way your car handles, the second lap is going to be different because now your tires are heated up, which I thought was actually really like, it it was really cool because that's like
1: more realism.
0: Well, it is, is it's the ability to like, look at the details of racing. You know the the crashing and the dirt and all that stuff is going to be on your cars in different areas. It it looks it just looks it looks amazing. It's going to probably be the best racing game, probably for a long time. This has been taking a long time to develop, and I like that they're going to delay it a little bit rather than push it out for the spring. If it, it, may, it might come out in the spring, but initially it said that it was going to be a spring release, and now it's going to be June. So or you get know expect to be June. Get,
1: get that game polished because if if it if it looks like it's as good as it could be i mean this this game could be a, a one for the generation of the console
0: yeah d- definitely and i hope that they they find a way like there's supposed to be there's supposed to be a single player like kind of campaign i guess where you like kind of like i guess like a Gran turismo where you're racing to collect the cars and and i hope that it becomes engaging enough that it's doesn't just become in like an online racer, you know, like it's fun. Like when you're diehard racing and you like, you're a diehard racing gaming fan, the online racing is awesome. But for someone like me, I would get, I'd, I'd be too frustrated to race online against people.
1: I, yeah, I would last your butt, like 10 minutes. Your bu- I was going to say, you get your butt whooped. Man. Sounds, oh so yeah. Fun to play. You know Especially the- if you're not, I spe- like, Because, like, you figure, like, a lot of these people that are going to be playing online are going to be, like, diehard racers, know the track in and out kind of stuff. Got the steering wheel we,
0: set up in their living room.
1: Yeah, and, like, you're not going to have, you're not going to stand a chance against these people.
0: I, I, exactly. So, like, they need to have a good, solid campaign mode that teaches you how to upgrade the cars right, teaches you what each one does, like, kind of go into a little bit of a detail of explaining yeah, what, the tuning, all these things all do. Yeah, the and stuff. Yep, so that this way you can have a chance when you play online. You know so we'll see but that lo- looks really good I'm really looking forward to the next where they announced the hi fi rush which is a rhythm action game and it's actually out now on game pass yep. you can get it on you could buy it on PC yeah it,
1: look, it looks like it has some very interesting combat mechanics and it also has that like cell shaded art design which I really like
0: yes I, I like the art design too it's something that I think I'm I might give a give a go this week but it, it's basically yeah it's a rhythm action game so the way it's described is, you know, you have to hit your combo attacks off of the rhythm of the soundtrack. That makes any sense? Yes, absolutely. And it looks like there's a lot of like different combos and special abilities and different types of not maps, but like gaming. Not genre. I don't, I can't think of the word, but it's not like just a straightforward run around action slash hack and slash type game. You can't button mash your way through, but it's not like hard to the point where you're going to get frustrated. But they didn't really and go into it, much detail about it. What?
1: No, but but I did like I did like it was. It's a very vibrant game because like, there's a lot of yellows and greens. Well, it's it's very bright, like silvers. There's a lot of bright colors. And it kind of the game just like pops out at you.
0: Yeah, and it's got a good soundtrack.
1: Yeah, from what I saw.
0: Yes. So. That's something that's worth giving a try. They also brought up the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom, which is the newest expansion that's coming out in June 5th. Now, I mean, I don't know if anyone has played Elder Scrolls Online. Frustrating. Is it frustrating?
1: It can be, yeah. If, oh. you, can't find a group. if you can't find a group, it can get frustrating.
0: Oh, I, I didn't realize that you needed a group to play that. I thought it was like kind of like a Skyrim. You could solo most of it. I would never played. So, but they're supposed to be adding a new class, the Arcanist, which is, I think, the I think it's the, the third newest new class they've ever added. It's been around for 14, 15 years. ESO. Yeah. Uh, it's an MMO and it's getting a lot of praise. It's something that if, you know, if you're interested in trying it, it, it's worth it. I guess you have like thousands upon thousands of hours now that it's been out for so long. There's tons of content mm-hmm. to go to.
1: Yeah, it'll give you something new to do.
0: That yeah, you know, especially if you like those games that are built like Skyrim or Fallout or those like third or first person, like RPG type games, like open world mm-hmm. RPGs. Yeah, um, the the world is a new world. It's not. It's not a world that's been in any of the other Elder Scrolls games for this this expansion.
1: No, but they did say you we will see familiar faces. Yes.
0: So. It's it's something to look forward to. It looks it looks great. It looks amazing. But I mean, so does everything that they do in that regard. Pretty much. And And then we
1: got red. I was gonna say, and then we got Redfall.
0: This is the one I'm looking forward to. Yes. My take from Redfall. It comes out May second. My take from this was that it is like a, I guess a Left for Dead, but it's open world. Is that what you got from
1: it? Yeah, I kind of kind of got like a mixed survival kind of deal in there.
0: You know, the only thing I didn't like is that if you play co-op with your friends, only the host player progresses the story. So like if me and you were to play, and let's say we play for four hours, mm-hmm. right? And you're hosting me. Mm-hmm. Your story you- progresses. My character yeah. levels up. I get to keep all my loot and all my leveling up. But then when I go back to my game, I'm back four hours earlier in the story. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it know, so I, unless you play together. i oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I don't know why they chose to go that direction.
0: I, I don't know either. I don't know if it has something to do with like having to like host. The, I, I don't know. But what sucks about that is unless you're going to play like together the whole time. It, it it's 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 horrible
1: it, they also might have done it to give a give a reason to to play multiplayer because say i play with you right and now i'm the host so i level all the way through the game and this is that now you have to do it so now we have to go through with you and get you to go through all the campaign it, it might just get be a reason to play more i guess i mean i i could see it being repetitive though
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing is like, you know, after let's say we go through four hours of your story, why am I going to want to go through the same four hours of the story again? You know, it'd be different if it was like open world in a sense where it didn't have a story, but it was like, all right, we go in this open world. It's a giant world. You can go anywhere you want to go. And there's like different, let's say daily missions. So like, all right, so we do daily missions on your hosting server. I get to keep my loot and stuff, but okay, I don't get credit for those per se, but on mine, the next day could be different. But if it's who's going to want to play the same story twice to progress it through themselves? Makes no
1: sense. Uh, I could see that getting frustrating and quick. Yeah, you know, that's the only downside. Because it's like you did all that work and then it's like, well, back to square one.
0: Exactly, and I think that's the only downside. The game looks great. The... I'm looking forward to it. If the... Single player mode is good to play single player. Like you know, like Left for Dead was a rough game to play single player. Yeah, you needed help,
1: and it, so. Well, oh, you could play it. You could play it single player. <laughs> uh, the only time you really had a hard time with it single player is if you ran into a witch or a tank. But it definitely made it more fun playing with more than one person. Oh, because yeah. then you had. Then you had the friendly fire in there and stuff like that like it made it more interesting.
0: Well, yeah, exa- you know, it, it it does and it makes it so that it's not as frustrating because like when you're when you're fighting these bigger like boss type monsters soloing it it's possible, but one it takes a really long time. And two, it could get frustrated, you could die a thousand times. Like it, it can it can it can become frustrating. Oh, 100%. And that's that's where the issue, I think, is going to fall. I think you're going to have... A lot of people are going to play it when it first comes out. It's going to be fun. You're going to play with your friends. You're going to help them out, progress their story. But I think that if you play too long, it's not worth it. I think this is a game where, if, like, let's say you play 30 minutes to an hour with your friend, you can make that 30 minutes to an hour up on your own game. That's fine. But if you do one of these long gaming sessions, you just wasted how much of your time? Like It's just, you know... So you know we'll see, but it you know it comes out May second. I'm gonna give it's on all these are on Game Pass. So with them coming out on Game Pass, it just makes it a no brainer to give it a try.
1: Yeah, why not? You know, if it's there, if it's there, give you know, just go go give it a try and see if you like it.
0: Even Elder Scrolls Online is on Game Pass. Yeah, and you know if you if you want to get caught up on the, the the first like four expansions, like now's the time. You you, you but, get you finally get to the end of that game, the, you know the high aisle, and it'll be ready June fifth, and you'll be ready to go for Necrom.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the all the games in the showcase did look amazing, though. I mean, it, it, they pretty much had different genres covered. Like you had your racing game, you had your survive, you had your survival game, you had you know Minecraft. I guess that I falls under its own category. Being a multiplayer kind of like co-op battle royale sort of kind of
0: deal. Well, it's it's more like it's like a it's like a co-op real time strategy.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it's 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 like a or like a MOBA. It's it's.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like a MOBA. Yeah.
0: You know, but it, it seems like it's 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 more for beginner people, not so much the hardcore gamer.
1: No. No. It looks like it looks like it cover it can cover all ranges and skill levels.
0: Yeah, and I I hope they do have that like the ability to like weed the really experienced out of the really not experienced because then I mean that that mode will be like horrible if you're getting slaughtered every time you play it.
1: Well, well there might be different ladders and stuff to help with that.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, you know, we, they got a while. Well, I'm sure they'll announce a little bit more as it goes.
1: I think that pretty much wraps it up on those the showcase.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, that's pretty much the showcase. You know, I would say out of out of a one to five scale, I get like a three and a half. I think oh, Xbox I, did it. They're in the right direction with the way they handled it. Put the developers on there. Let them talk about the games and stuff.
1: Oh, I thought it was done very well. I thought the pacing of it was done very well too.
0: Yeah, it wasn't too long. It didn't drag out. Mm-mm. You know, each game got like what would you say like like twelve to fifteen minutes
1: not even. I mean, I, just, I if anything I thought Redfall got the most. Yeah. But I felt like they all got their own time to shine.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of games, right? This this going on from now until February 7th is the Humble Bundle Winter Sale for PC games. Yeah. And just to name a few of the studios that are big on the sales this in this sale are 505 Games, PlayStation Studios, if you want to play some of these games that are ported over to the PC, Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn, and and a couple others, like now's the time to like look into it. That's got a good deal on them. Bandai Namco and Xbox Studios. I looked through some of the games. Like I was trying to find some of the stuff that I would recommend to people to try. Yeah. Um, there's too many to really kind of go over all of them. So just a handful of the ones that I like noticed on the I guess their like main page of. Um, popular ones, Grim Dawn, which right now like at the there's two expansions to it, which are a little more like they're like ten bucks each, but Grim Dawn was like under seven dollars, and it's it's like a Diablo clone. So if you're big yeah, into like I, Diablo two, yeah,
1: you were telling me about that the other day.
0: Yeah, it's a really good game. It's a lot of fun, but it plays just like pretty much just like Diablo two. Your
1: standard hack and slash. Um, yeah,
0: you know Horizon Zero Dawn. Obviously, I said. Outer Worlds, ESO High High Isle. If you don't have an Xbox to play it on Game Pass, you can get the ESO up to the latest expansion pretty cheap right now. Code Vein, which is a Souls-like game. It's recommended that a lot of people who reviewed it said, if you've never played Souls, like a Souls game, this is a good one for your first, like...
1: Foray into it. Yeah, like,
0: it's not as tough, but it kind of gets... It's tough, but it's not as tough. And it kind of teaches you, like, what to expect. And, um, Stellaris... So, I mean, those those are the handful of games I would suggest. There's yeah, a ton they, more.
1: They, yeah, they said, I mean, they said there's going to be some really good deals. I think they said they're going to have some games up to 90% off, so.
0: Yeah, you know. Well, that's it, that's it, pretty nuts. And every day there's new, like, deals of the day. It's kind of like Steam when they do their sales or any of these companies. Like, the codes, you know, they, they put them out real cheap. And if you're a PC gamer, this is, you know, this is a chance to get into one of these winter sales since some of the other ones have already passed up.
1: Yeah, see what some fun stuff you can pick up? I think it's going on until what, February 7th? Yeah, February 7th. Yeah,
0: February 7th. So you have another week, a little week and a half. And I'm with that. So now this week we have gaming history, right? So now every week I scour the internet to look up things that kind of happened in gaming history this past week. So in this past week, on January 23rd, Howard Phillips turned 65 years old. Now, if nobody knows who Howard Phillips is, because I didn't, he is the co-editor for the Nintendo Power Magazine. Oh, wow. And I don't know, you know if anybody listening actually read Nintendo Power depending on your age, but that was a huge magazine when we were growing up as kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You were like the cool kid in video games if you had a subscription to Nintendo Power.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that gave you all that gave you all your, your your codes for games, information, strategy guides, all kind of stuff.
0: They even had that like little like eight hundred number or the nine hundred number tip line where they charge uh-huh. you like eighty nine cents a minute to get tips for video games.
1: Uh huh. And Your parents hated <laughs> you for it. If you if you call if you called that number, chances are you were going to end up grounded. Oh understand? yeah. <laughs> you know. just had to take that chance. It's all depended on how how much you wanted to beat that game.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly, and so he turned 65 on January 23rd, and then the next birthday we have is Kensuke Tanabe, who his birthday was on January 26th, and he turned 60 years old. Okay. He's he's a developer. He's known for helping develop The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which is one of the greatest Zelda games of all time on Super Nintendo, and for the Metroid Prime series, which, if you're a Nintendo fan... Metroid Prime 4 has been this huge release that we've been waiting for for the last, like, 15 years, 10-whatever years. They keep announcing that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and we just haven't gotten it yet. You could pre-order it, but th- but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. So it's a great series of games. You know, he's strictly Nintendo, and he turned 60 years old this week. And yeah. as for games that were released this week, two two notable games were... No More Heroes, the original No More Heroes, released on the Wii 15 years ago on January 22nd. And on January 23rd, Parappa the Rapper 2 for the PlayStation 2 released 21 years ago. That makes me feel so friggin' old.
1: But I don't even remember that game, to be honest with you.
0: Oh, Parappa the Rapper? Basically, it's like a you're a rapper. I never guessed that. But it was one of the first games that used like button sequencing. So like it'll, the buttons would come up in the order you had to press them. Okay. And you know, you you had to try to time them. So like, I guess like a rhythm, it was like one of the first rhythm games. And it was like when PlayStation came out, like they had the four buttons. And when I was, I'm used to the Nintendo with two. I didn't have a Super Nintendo and the Sega with three. I could not I could not do those games. Like I, I would hit the wrong buttons every time. It was so it was so freaking messed up. Oh man. But um definitely a very fun game for the PlayStation 2. I mean the original rapper, the rapper, was on the PlayStation 1. So I, I mean that's, that's pretty much it. That, you know, that that's it for gaming history this week. You know, next week, hopefully we have some more exciting stuff going on. And with that, that leads us to our next section of what games did you play this week? Now, I know um, we played baby. a game of the week, so we'll save our game of the week for the last thing we talk about. So other than ga- oh, other than your game of the week of Beacon Pines, what did you play?
1: Pretty much, I played some more Descenders. I've really become addicted to that game. I really enjoy it. <laughs> oh, look and at that. So- <laughs> I actually was quite, quite the gem that I found. It's, just, it's a good game.
0: Well, that's good. And then, uh,
1: yeah. And then also, I played a little bit of Minecraft this week.
0: Oh, you're building, you're building your castle, whatever you're, whatever you're going to, your, your house? I, oh,
1: yeah. I, I have different worlds. So I kind of just keep. Oh, you're you playing know, different and, worlds? And, yeah. Oh, okay. I have multiple worlds. So I kind of just like build up on whatever.
0: You go into one of them and just, just go out there and just build up a little bit more and more? Yeah. Oh, much. okay. That's cool. You know, I mean, that's the whole point of the game, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so for I me,
1: have, I, yeah, I have like different bases and different biomes. And oh, stuff okay. Like,
0: that. are, are, are like, there anything specific? Like, do, like, are there certain ones? Like, do you have like a like a fire temple and, like a water area, or is it just? I, uh,
1: I have I have a castle. I have a like kind of like a a, a treehouse kind of deal, and
0: oh, it's pretty, pretty cool. In one of the like,
1: in one of like the mega taiga. Areas, so it's like it's like really tall trees, and then like the bases up and the the, the tops of the trees and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
0: I as, as someone who doesn't really like, I can't get into Minecraft. I appreciate the game. I I find it fascinating. Like the like even like you like the, the people who could get into this and just build these like elaborate. And I'm sure your your thing is as elaborate as it is is nowhere near these like videos you see on YouTube, where these people you're spend not, like hundreds of not, hours.
1: There's like people that do like one to one creations of like <laughs> ru- like 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 in like it's insane. Like there's actually a team going around right now who are doing a. They have a server going right now. It's it's insane. I I, I some someone was talking about this not too long ago. They're doing a one to one of the world. They're recreating the entire Earth. One one to one in this in, in this Minecraft world,
0: building by building, everything. How do they? What I guess they're
1: Google mapping
0: that. Like how Google,
1: you, Google Maps and screenshots and I didn't It's a that's whole crazy. team of them. It's, it's a whole team of them. It's not just one guy. And that
0: see, and that's what that's yeah. why Minecraft is the greatest selling game of all time because it's it's the the game is pretty much in the eye of the beholder.
1: Yeah, you can build anything in that game, you and know. they keep coming like they they keep coming out with updates and. New blocks and
0: that's good. It's good that they also continue to support it.
1: And and then they have like the redstone, which is kind of like Minecraft's version of electricity. So you can build like contraptions that move and oh wow, yeah, like you can build doors that you know, like hidden doors. Like you flick a switch and like a hidden door opens up and hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, it's more it, it the game looks simple but it's way more involved than people realize
0: oh i bet you know i i, I just yeah no, i i just couldn't get into it i i don't know if it was the whole recipe needing recipes to build and i know they give you the recipes it's not like that it's just i it, i just couldn't get into it
1: what yeah pretty much like once you collect the items you it, it's in your recipe book and you can just build it the only thing is is like you start the game you get your two by two and then you you have to make a crafting bench, which is like your three by three grid. Okay. And then you can you can build pretty much a- anything you need to build from there. But then you also have like you have your crafting bench, you have your you have your your furnace you can use to smelt items and stuff like that. You have your brewing stand that you can make potions and stuff in. Like like there's, there's so many different things you can do in that game.
0: Yeah, no, I know. it. It's it's very in-depth, it's very elaborate, and it's, you know, very good to help, like, like, it's, like, you know, stress, de-stress your mind because you focus oh, and, on just...
1: Oh, and that's the best part about that game is, like, the the soundtrack that plays is, like, super relaxing. Yeah. So it's, like, you just build or do whatever. I mean, you could even set, like, if you don't want to deal with enemies, I mean, you could set your world to peaceful rather than, like, survival. Oh, you could? Yeah, you could set you could set it to peaceful to where there's there's no enemies or anything like that.
0: Oh, maybe maybe that's maybe I'll try that and maybe I'll get I get I could
1: you don't have to worry about you sitting there building something and all of a sudden a creeper comes up from behind you and blows everything. Yeah, like
0: I, I think I think what killed me was that in the first like like ten to twenty minutes you had to build a shelter and everything else mm-hmm. to protect yourself from the night. Mm-hmm. And it it was just I I didn't feel rushed, but when you never played the game before, you kind of do feel rushed
1: it's it, it's it's real simple you cut down two trees you get three well, sheep you, yeah but you they know but they see, give you they give you three wool you make a bed you never have to worry about the night again that's the first thing i collect i i don't care about building a base or anything like that first thing i collect i kill three sheep i get their wool. end of story that's the beds the first thing you, you make in that in that game you know you cut down your two or three trees make your your your, your starter set of tools you know, you get your you get your three sheep for uh, plus it gives you food and wool we'll to make the bed, so win win. <laughs> and then you get some cobblestone, and then you can make a furnace and cook your cook your 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 mutton, and you're good to go, and you have food.
0: Nice, yeah, so there you go. Look at the, you know, little 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 Minecraft guide there. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, this week, <laughs> other th- other than my game of the week of Monster Train, I played Saints Row.
1: Okay, yeah, you said you gave that a try.
0: I, I'm giving it a try. Biomutant on the PS5 and Undermine on my Steam Deck, my my roguelite. And I wanted to see, basically, if the reviews that Saints Row and Biomutant received were, I guess, like, worth it. Like, I mean, like, they got kind of reviewed poorly. Okay. And I have to say, I'm probably, like, three to four hours into Saints Row, and I'm having a blast like it reminds me so much of Grand Theft Auto in the original Saints Row, and I know a lot of the complaints were that once you get to a certain point of the game, the game starts to feel repetitive. but I kind of feel like if Grand Theft Auto three, four, and five were also that way, you get to a certain point yeah, it's all
1: all sandbox games are like that, even Minecraft is repetitive i mean it's it's literally the same thing just you know, yeah, you're going, you're going, it, it it gets repetitive. It just all, all, all comes down to how much you enjoy it.
0: So, you know, so I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like where the story is going. So I'm going to see, you know, I know at a certain point, the story is going to go a different direction. I'm going to see how I like it then. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm, I'm enjoying my time playing Saints Row.
1: Yeah. It's one of those games where reviews aren't everything.
0: Yep. Now, Biomutant is a gorgeous game. They, the, the environments and everything else is great. I can see where a lot of people did not like this game. It's very basic. Like for a game that got pushed and delayed and like they were like promising a lot of stuff, I feel like they could have done a lot more with it. But in terms of enjoying my playthrough, I I think it's an actual fun game to play. So, like, I guess the reviews I understand, because on a technical standpoint, you know, when you're reviewing a game, there's more criteria than how much fun you had. Yeah. So I understand mm-hmm. why the reviews weren't as high as, I guess, anticipated. hmm But I, I don't think it garners the lower scores that it received.
1: So is it, like, one of those games where it's, like, a good game, but it leaves you wanting more?
0: Yeah, I think it's a good game, but and I, where I'm at right now, I feel that they could have done a couple of things a little differently, and it would have made it a better experience. If that makes sense, I'm yeah. not far enough in to give like a full like review and give it a score or anything like that. But I could see where people wouldn't like what they decided to do, like in terms of like your powers and like the like the, the enemies are kind of like bland. There's nothing like you know, super cool. They like not a not a lot of diversity yet in the enemies I've been fighting. They're pretty much all the same. They kinda all do the same thing. So it, it's not, you know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm I'm gonna finish the story.
1: Yeah. That, that that was probably the same thing with like one of my grapes with the Callisto Protocol. Oh yeah? The enemy the the amount of enemy types.
0: Oh yeah, well that makes sense. I, I, I read that in the reviews for Callisto Protocol, too. Like, that it was... It, it became, like, not mundane, but, like, tiresome because there was nothing new coming at you.
1: Yeah, you kept... After a certain point, you just kept running into the same enemies.
0: And I heard that the final boss fight in that game was actually quite easy compared to the rest of the game. <laughs> I don't know if that, that was your case.
1: It's It's... He's, he's, it's not, he's easy or hard. He's just a bullet sponge and there's really nothing unique about him. Okay. That's just, he's just an enemy with more health. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's really no, nothing special about him.
0: Okay. You know, and then lastly, I played undermine, which I'm, I'm still working on getting through the, the castle portion of this, the second like level of the mine. I'm getting there leveling up a little by little. It's, it's getting tough now because I'm not taking in as much gold when I come out of there. So I got to start from like the beginning mine and hope I don't die to work my way through to collect more gold. But I'm just
1: going to have to find a different mine.
0: Well, it's it's procedurally generated, my friend. You can't. Oh, okay. You go right down the hole and then it's like you just go and it changes every time. Oh, OK. You know, sometimes it's an easy mine. Sometimes it's a hard mine. Sometimes you get keys. You can unlock everything and have all these power ups and get through to level. Sometimes you get nothing. You know, so eh, it is what it is, but it's it's still fun. I enjoy I enjoy that game. You know, whether or not I'm gonna play that this week, I don't know. I might I might go back to Rogue Legacy two this week. So, with that, we will now discuss the games we played and we picked to play for this week to broaden our horizons in gaming. And I will start with you with your game of Beacon Pines.
1: Yes, pretty much it is a story driven game. And basically you're inside of a book and pretty much every choice you make while the book is being written affects how the story like it's going to have branching storylines and stuff like that. Okay. so basically what happens is you have different parts of the game where it's like the narrator of, of of the book is reading the book to you. And then you'll get to a certain point where, like, you can change the word in a book. But if you change the word. It alters the branch of how the book is. So oh, that's OK. It has like the bra- So to do that, you have to get these. You'll be it, in the certain areas of the game. It, it'll leave the book section where she's reading to you. And it'll give you like this kind of like open world that you can, like, walk through and explore. And like you can walk through and search houses, and you can like go fishing and like, like reel in different things, and you can actually come across these charms. And what the charms are is, they are words. They're different words that you can use in the book, so you can change when you want to change the word, and then you basically just have to figure out what's going on in the world in the world of the book, and and try to set things straight. Try to figure out what happened to your 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 uh, your family and the business that's there. You're trying to figure out if they're you know evil and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so so it's like it's like so it's a story driven game. So what I'm getting like, from what I'm getting yeah. is that it's it's a story. Yes. And based on the words you decide to collect and choose to change the way the story reads,
1: mm-hmm. kind
0: of like changes the path of the story.
1: It, yeah, it can change the outcome of how the rest of the story is going to go.
0: So I guess that's where the replayability is for people. Yes. Because they want to see all the endings.
1: Yeah, because it has the branching storylines and stuff. Got
0: it. Okay. So, you know, is this a game you think you're going to continue to play or it's just not for you?
1: It's not. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a game for me. I mean, there there is no voice dialogue. I mean, the, the, the guys in the game, other than the narrator, pretty much, they just... Meh, meh, meh. Like, there's no...
0: Now nah, we've been so spoiled with voice acting,
1: and, and there's like, and there's like the, there. The, I would definitely say the game is probably directed. I can see why the game is thirteen plus because they do get into a couple of like darker undertones, like death and stuff like okay. that. Okay, not not in a gory or scary way. there's just just you know, you know, it's on. It's kind of like one of those. It's a fact of life kind of deals. Yeah. So someone who's you know younger, like say Nixon, might not be ready for something like that. Yeah. So I could see why they kind of market it more toward like thirteen plus. But I would say pretty much anybody in that I, I Emerson's age and up would be okay to play it. Oh, okay. So like, you know, nine, nine and up. I mean it's it's just it's 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 just it's it's definitely I would say for a younger audience to play.
0: All right. So, so that's
1: that's why I would say I, I really couldn't get into it. But it was it was a fun game to play. I mean, there are interesting <laughs> mechanics about checking things out and like you'll randomly search a drawer and out pops the charm and stuff like that. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, oh, okay. It, like, it, like you'd be running through like dandelions and your character sneezes and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's, uh, yeah. All right. It's, it's geared toward a younger audience.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's not, nothing wrong with that. You know,
1: no, it's not saying it's a bad game. It's just not for me. Yeah.
0: So now I, I played monster train this week and Monster train has been out for a while. And it's basically a deck builder and like a tower defense combined. And and the way this works is you get your deck of cards and there's three floors, four floors. And at the top is the, like, I forget what they call it, but it's like the, and any tower defense, you know how you have that thing that you can't get attacked. If If it gets attacked and it loses its health, you lose Okay. I forget what they call it in this one, but it, it's essentially, that's what it is, entire defense. And the way this works is that every round, the people come in, the enemies come in the first floor and you set up your guys, your cards to attack. And if they don't, if you don't kill them, they move up to the next floor. And then you have other guys that are there. You play new cards or you set it up. You could set it up in advance to set it up, you know, depending on the cards you get dealt. I don't know if you ever played a card battle game, like a deck builder game? Yeah. Okay. And you have to kind of like strategically use your cards and your, you know, the people on the cards obviously become figures on the map to try and defeat the enemies before they can kill the thing at the top of the tower. Okay. So playing through it, it's actually a lot of fun once you kind of figure out the way the game works. I mean, they they do hold your hand a little bit to teach you the basics, so it's not like that crazy. In the first couple battles, you kind of just blow right through because the enemies don't have any health. But then once you get to the harder enemies, you have to really start planning out, like keeping your attack cards at instant attack in hand, setting up floors ahead. Like I found out, like, you know what? I got this guy that's got like a a strong attack. I'm going to put him on the third floor because this way, if anyone gets up there, they're going to be really weak. Because like their hit points and stuff stay at where they ever were <clears throat> as they uh. go up. And then you kind of strategically figure out how you want to map out your tower defense. After every match, whether you win or lose, you have the ability to then upgrade your cards, buy new cards to enhance your deck. And like any other deck builder, it's kind of like just that's pretty much what it is. But it's a really cool take on it. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I don't. I'm not big on deck building games, so I don't know how much more I'm going to continue to play this. But uh, for people who are, it's a very interesting take on it, and it, it, yeah, I enjoyed it for the you know the four or five hours I was in in on it. I enjoyed it, but it's not just it's just not my type of game. It kind of like with Beacon Pines and you. It's just not the yeah, game I would just, normally play.
1: Yeah, well, that's that was the whole point of doing this game of the week thing. Is we're just going to play. Whatever we can come across, you know, if we think it might be a good game and it might be in our comfort zone, it might not. And, you know, just because me and Will aren't necessarily into said game does not mean we're going to say something bad about the game. It doesn't mean it's going to be a bad game. It just might not be for us. But we're trying to branch out and trying different games that may not be in our comfort zone to try to tell you guys if you may or may not be interested in it.
0: That's right. And that was our takes from last week. And now for this week, what are you choosing to try and play for this week for your game of the week?
1: So this game sounds like it's going to be way more in my comfort zone because it's a survival suspense kind of game. Okay. And the game was actually released in 2017. It's called the long dark. It is a first person exploration survival game. You play as a crash landed pilot, Mackenzie, you survived the frigid Canadian wilderness during a geomagnetic storm. Okay. So, so basically th- pre- the premise is you're you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere and you have to try to survive. Hmm. That does sound interesting. During During a storm. There's no like zombies or anything like that. Basically from what they were saying is the only thing you really have to contend with is wildlife, wolves, stuff like that.
0: Oh, so it's okay, so it's not like you're not gonna be like attacked by like and enemies, it, enemies it's yeah, just yeah
1: and, and then like huh. they said like they said like their survival aspect that like you have to constantly keep gathering wood for the fire, food can food can go bad, you can get food poisoning playing the game.
0: Huh, that's eating. interesting.
1: Yeah, so like yeah, like they said you constantly have to renew your resources uh and keep gathering and stuff like that. And there's different areas for to you to explore. There's also a survival and a campaign. Oh, okay. So, so we'll see how it goes. It yeah, yeah, let me know how that old. is.
0: I, I always, I always say that I'm really big into these horror survival games, and I never play them other than Resident Evil. So, you're gonna tell me, oh, this is this is, I recommend this, and I'm gonna say great, and then I'm never gonna play it. So,
1: like the other fifteen hundred games you own, and you don't play.
0: Right, I'm getting through them. I'm getting through them this year. I'm getting through them slow and steady, right? So the game I'm going to choose this week is called Floppy Nights, right? It's from Rose City Games. It came out May 24th this year. Okay. Uh, and basically, I'm going to read – I, I always, re- I just read the description right off of the, the description because it's just easier than me trying to explain what this is. So basically on Steam, the description basically says, Meet the Floppy Nights, tangible projections summoned from floppy disks, tactics fused with card game mechanics as Phoebe and Carlton – a brilliant young inventor and her robot arm bestie, square off in turn-based battles, select your knights, hone your deck, and execute your strategy for victory. And the tags are turn-based strategy, deck building, and card battler. So basically, this is like an RTS, where it's an RTS deck builder in one. So I'm going to see if I'm into this, this mesh of a genre. Because I like RTS games. Like, I play... I don't know, is it, yeah, or no? is it RTS where it's turned, I think so, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's real-time strategy.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'm big into, like, you know, the Mario Rabbids and Fire Emblem Maybe. and all those type of games, so I'm gonna give this a try, because I think the deck is pretty much the attacks you get to use. Yeah. So, we'll see, you know, it's out on Xbox and Steam and, and Switch, so it's worth giving it a little, little go.
1: Maybe so, it'll be a game so I'll we'll be got, into. So I got a question for you. So it someone when, when you hit eighty years old, are you still gonna be telling me I'm getting through them"? Yeah Yeah. <laughs> I'm set
0: for life, okay. man. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about of you you're, know you're
1: set for yeah, you're set for life and you're gonna keep buying more, so those games are never gonna get played. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's gonna come a time where I where like the video game consoles become too advanced for me, and then I have to settle back on these older ones to play. Back in my day, and when that we, happens, then I'm gonna start beating the games.
1: We had to play games with our hands.
0: Well, yeah, that's, that's how it is, man. With these VR uh, things
1: coming out, I <sighs> know uh, it's gonna it's gonna get within the next ten years. It's gonna get ridiculous real quick.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's gonna be nuts,
1: especially since the you know the creator of the Oculus is already talking about making a newer version of of VR yeah well we'll see we'll see where that goes
0: but I mean that's not you know that's not for gonna be for like another 10 years.
1: No no but I mean within the next 10 years like that technology is going to be insane. Oh yeah, it will be so oh. is that pretty is that pretty much it Or do we got anything else we need to cover Just if you like what you're
0: hearing, please like and subscribe to the podcast. you can visit our website at veryaveragegaming.com follow us at Twitter at veryaveragegaming, gaming on Twitch at very average gaming. And the YouTube channel is also Very Average Gaming. Thanks for listening. And like you, we're average too.